Are you a fan of one of the three high schools in the town of Fort Mill? Well, you've come to the right place to catch up on all the information surrounding your favorite team. We're just three old dudes who love high school athletics and love the town of Fort Mill. Call us, the Mouthy Milltowners. Hey, welcome in everybody to another edition of Mouthy Milltowners. I'm JT, back in the saddle after a week off. Uh, taking care of family stuff. Keith Cook <laughs> is to my right. Mac Bank is, is to my left. What was that, Mac? Has a horse sound because you said you're you back. Are you losing money? You're looking at a football game on your television screen. Um, dude, I don't have money to lose. You don't have money so, to lose. No, so, I'm not losing Well, the money. bills are free money tonight, that's the, for sure. Yeah, so well, they far. were up 21-3 to 3 when I left the, the house. So yep, um, Still yeah. the same score. Yeah, but I'm going to let our special guest be introduced by the voice the Nation Ford Falcons, Mr. Keith Cook. Coach, take it away. Thank you, thank you. Glad to be back this week. Uh, Mac did not need uh, any water from my house last week when we did the podcast from from the remote studio with the two <laughs> poodle dogs. You do you do know that story. Like, I was trying to host it one day, and then I got so <laughs> choked up, like, everything went dry. Like, I'm like, no, I get it. I get it. I'm like, keep talking, keep talking. You sound like I ran over over his sink in Keith's kitchen, turned the water on, just started drinking from it like it was a faucet outside. Like a hose outside. Yeah, it was You know, Teresa's looking at that going, you need new friends. The dogs are even looking at me like. We don't even get to do that. We don't even get to do that, yeah. We live here. That's right. It's not fair. But anyway, so we'll stop teasing Mac. We've been we've been harassing him already enough on this program. But I am very pleased to introduce our special guest for the afternoon or evening, and that'd be the head basketball coach for the girls' varsity team for Nation Ford, Mr. Kelly Bennett. Welcome. Woo-hoo! Thanks for having me. Thanks for having me. Thanks for coming in, sir. Yeah, it's been uh, it's been nice seeing the the girls uh, off to a six and two record so far, starting all, a little bit a little bit cold, zero and two, and. Um, one thing that I did notice, though, when I was out at Latin watching the game uh, for the first game, and you and I talked before the game and talked about, you know, we just need to get out there, throw a ball out there, and just see what happens. And, you know, unfortunately, Latin was a little bit stronger that night. But something I did see in the fourth quarter by the girls was their scrappiness on defense. They held Latin to three points in the fourth quarter, which I thought was pretty impressive considering the the ball movement that the Hawks had all game long, and then you guys found a way to just kind of shut it down. And I was wondering, um, is that kind of a point of emphasis this year now that you've lost Camille and all of her scoring, that maybe defense would be something that would kind of help out the team a little bit? Yes. Um, even with Camille there, defense was our point of emphasis, but she was just so good on offense that it overshadowed our defensive. But most of our points came last year the same way was on defense. Um this year, definitely so. We have um, Aubrey Barney and Araya Hurd who can match up against anybody 94 feet, and they're going to make them work. And so knowing that uh, the younger ones and the older ones buy into our defensive um, pressure and they, they love getting after it. When we don't apply the pressure, we, we aren't as good as we can be. But when we do apply it, uh, it it's amazing, and it's fun to watch. Well, it's kind of like uh, you remember back in the 90s when Arkansas had the 94 feet of hell. Yes. And th- or forty minutes of hell, is that what it was? Nolan yeah, remember. That difference. was that's <laughs> what it that's what it reminded me of. It was complete chaos in the fourth quarter watching the the Falcons defensively against Latin, and uh, it, I, it, to me, that's when I kind of saw a little bit of a turning point. Even though we were a little bit far down in the scoring column, but to me, that's what 
made me think, all right, there's something special with these guys because they, they can put that pressure on everybody. And we have done that um, the first two games. The biggest thing that killed us was turnovers the first half. Um, against Burns, we turned the ball over 16 times in the first half. Mm -hmm. And against a team like Burns, you can't do that. Um, they turned those into 32 points, and that's what got us down. Even in the second half, we only turned the ball over five times, and we held them to uh, eight points the third quarter and three points the the fourth quarter. So defensive-wise, we're good. It's just the youth showing. And so when the youth shows, it's, it's a bad sight. But once we have gotten that under control, and this week I've challenged them, to, to only five turnovers. That's all they get. And after that, they've accepted that challenge, and, and they've done pretty good taking care of the ball. And so defensive-wise, we've turned everybody over on average right now is 25 turnovers a game for the opponent. So if you do that and you capitalize off of it, then that's a recipe for success. Your second year um, as the head coach of the Lady Falcons, and um, you, inher you inherited a team that had turnover uh, just by – natural progression you had a, a, a Peyton Brookover who graduated and moved on that sort of thing do you feel like the ladies grasped your culture sometime through last season because it obviously has taken hold into this season the record speaks for itself yeah I do um it really turned when we went to Charleston for the Charleston Invitational um before that I was just now talking to somebody at the school leaving there from practice and I told them I spent more time being a therapist and, and trying to do that than actually coaching basketball. But once we got a hang of that, then they have just turned tremendously and they love each other now and they're playing for each other versus this click plays here and that click plays there or this click play with each other. But now we're actually playing for everybody and everyone. And so it was fun to see though on um, Wednesday when we played Indianland, one of our girls got hurt. But um, the whole team went over there and, and was surrounding her and hugging her and, and making sure she was okay, which just, again, shows that they really are buying into our culture and making sure that we take care of each and everybody. So that's important that we continue to do that. And the more you buy into the culture, the easier it is to coach that way, and then you don't have to fight against all the other outside mess. Are you surprised at how <clears throat> well you girls are playing, considering you know some of them are eighth graders? I mean, you literally have an eighth grader on your roster that that plays a lot. You know, she's not just coming off the bench in in garbage time. You know, I think you've started her a couple times. So, and knowing where normally they'd be a, be playing in middle school, or on the JV level, but I mean that's a huge jump to go from playing middle school basketball in seventh grade to s potentially starting on varsity. I mean, are you kind of surprised at how well you guys have done or are doing? Yeah, and no. Um as I told them to begin with, we are – none of them have played together, the whole starting five. None of them have played with each other during the summer. Um, uh, Jalen Bennett was at um, Army. She was doing Army stuff because that's where she's going when she graduates. Um, Arby Barney, Barney was coming off of a um, foot surgery. Um, Kennedy Williams, she barely played last year. Then the eighth grader, obviously, she played at Fort Mill Middle. And then our point guard was at Springfield Middle. So during the summer, they didn't play together. During um, the fall time, we didn't play together. So I knew it would take for us to jail before it would happen. But like he said, culture plays a huge part. And so once that happened, 
it it made it easier for Araya, who's the eighth grader, to come in and do what she does great. Um, I got to give credit though to Coach Lamont Hall over at Fort Mill Middle because he he's a heck of a coach and he he prepared her for this season and has prepared a lot of his kids that aren't playing or have graduated or played last year. Um, they all been through a system, so when they get to me, it's it's easy transition. It's not something that you know. It's a shell shock. They they pick up on it and they're ready to go. Um, Araya has has really stepped in. I have an eighth grader also who is coming off ACL surgery. Um, the last her name's Michaela Washington. So she's our backup point guard, but she's been doing great herself. Um, obviously ACL surgery. She's not as fast as she would like to be, but she's been handling the ball well. She's been getting us in where we need to, and she's been knocking shots down. Um, it's been tough though these the week when we have three games because obviously your knee gets stiff and it gets sore so she's adjusting that but all the young ones are are really doing well and and our biggest emphasis over the the summer and everything was getting in the weight room because obviously when you're coming from being in middle school playing against 17 18 year olds or 16 year olds your body's not used to that but they accepted the challenge and they got in there every day and they pushed themselves so now it's starting to pay off so that's a good thing for us you know who Lamont Hall is, right? Yes. Yeah. I know Lamont um, from – actually, he is like a brother to me. Um, my dad coached him in Clover. Um, his brother is my best friend. Um, I grew up watching him at Clemson and in the we went NFL. To Clemson together, yeah. Yeah, so I, I, I used to run around behind him every time we would go down and watch him play at Clemson. And then when he got to the NFL and he played for the Saints in Green Bay – my family would go watch him. So, yeah, I've known him my whole life. Even when he played for my dad in Clover, I watched him. So I've known him my whole life. And him wearing a suit and all that came from my daddy. So that, that still that, that makes me feel great when you see that. And, and that's something I always, you know, try to get to the middle school just so I can see that so I can still have a piece of my father. So that's always good. But he, he's an incredible coach. And like I said, he hats off to him. He gets them prepared and ready. So it makes it easier. Uh, well, you can hear him three doors down. I mean, yes. he, his voice carries, but always but, has been like that. But one thing I would argue that you and him coach a lot alike. There's no reason for them to put a chair for you on the sidelines because <laughs> you're never going to sit in it. No, there's no point. No, uh, I don't know if you've ever watched yourself on yes. going back on huddle. Yes. but you're wearing out the paint on Coach yes. Johnson's floor. So yes, you know, <laughs> I, I, I've tried this year though to sit down, especially with the young ones, and being patient because. If I'm not patient, oh goodness, they 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 get anxious and it, it bothers them. So I've worked on trying to sit down as much as possible. Now, not the whole game, but as much as possible, and and let them have their moments because they're going to mess up. And that I told them that it's okay mess up trying, but you're going to mess up. So I've tried this year though. So hopefully when we come to Fort Mill, you'll see me. I'll still be trying to sit down, but I've worked on that this year. But now he, on the other hand, there's no sitting down no, for him. You, that's, that's a useless <laughs> Now, knowing you have such a young group, do you change, maybe not how you coach, but your different avenues of coaching, you know, like you were saying, sitting down versus versus or just handling them because they're so young versus handling a senior or junior? Is that, I mean – well, I, I put a lot of it back on our, our seniors and our older ones, like Aubrey Barney, who's our team captain and our speaking captain. Um, I put a lot of it on them to, to help our young ones out. 
because they've been with me last year and she knows how it can be and how I can get. But I, I also take pride in knowing my girls. I, I take pride in treating them like my own. So I make sure I, I learn them so I know who can handle what and when and how and whatever. So I, I've learned that. And I wouldn't say I've changed much, but in learning that, you know when to say it's okay. Come on, you can knock down the next shot or, you know, when – Araya's on defense, I can get on to her because she reached across somebody's body, but she's fast enough to stay in front of them. So that getting to know them also helps more so than anything. So I guess introduce yourself because you and I have a little bit of similar history. Um, to let the cat out of the bag, my father and your father coached together here at Fort Mill High School for a long time. Yes. Um, so – there are unspoken stories from the road that we will not utter <laughs> on the podcast. But, um, to protect the guilty. Yes. To protect the guilty yes. and Maybe the innocent. innocent. So, yes. Uh, yes. But, yeah, I guess kind of introduce yourself in regards to who your father was and, and that aspect of things. Okay. Um, my dad was Benny Bennett. Um, he was in Fort Mill until 1988 and um, – well, 89 – that's when I was born, and he brought me here, and so I was here for one year, and then he went to Clover, where he was the head basketball coach there, and then he became athletic director and head basketball coach, as well as doing athletic director, basketball coach, and assistant principal, and so I've always grown up under basketball, and, and that was our pastime. There were times where my sister and my mom stayed at home, and me and my dad would go watch basketball. We'd watch baseball. We'd watch softball, soccer, whatever it was. And, and I've always loved sports. And so being around them was very special. Um, and as I told you when I first met you, coming back to Fort Mill was huge. That, that felt like home, even though I grew up in Clover my whole life. But Fort Mill felt like coming back home, which was huge. Um, when I was going to the fifth grade, my dad actually became my principal for the uh, fifth and sixth grade, which was tough. Um, that was one of the toughest parts, having your dad as a principal and, and doing that. But then my senior high school, he got the job in Newberry as a, as a superintendent um, of Newberry School District, which was huge. And um, as I grew up, he always wanted to get back into basketball. And I always told him whenever, you know, I I grew up and I became a coach, he was going to be my assistant. So coming back to Fort Mill made it feel as though he got to be my assistant, and that was huge for me. Um, there wasn't a night that went by if it was an NBA team or college basketball that he wasn't quizzing me on what to do, when to do it, how to do it, why you're doing that. Um he always talked about making sure the kids were okay and erring on the side of the kids. And as long as you do that, then it's going to be okay. So I, all the stuff that was given, as a matter of fact, um, two weeks ago, I, I found the old videotape that I was watching of him coaching. And to see him not sit down and stand up when his jacket coming off and he walking the sidelines. And, and it's just always amazing to just go back and, and watch how much – his philosophy was defense, which is why I guess that's why I hang my hat on because his amoeba defense used to give people fits. That matchup zone used to give people fits. So I, I try to incorporate it with what I do now. And, and like I said, Lamont, 
over at middle school, he he definitely teaches amoeba defense. So he, my dad has had a huge influence, impact on not just me and in growing up, but especially coaching. You what what is it like for you when you hear people from Fort Mill or Clover, whether it be even a Dwayne Hartsell or a Bailey Jackson, refer to to Coach Bennett at legend? It, you hear that word? Yes. Uh, as a matter of fact, I, I heard it throughout the whole process after he passed, which was just phenomenal. I mean, uh, obviously it's your dad and you want to hear good things, but he really did have an impact. I, I didn't know how much of an impact he had until we were going to the church on the funeral and, and Highway 5 was lined up, and that's when I really truly knew how much of an impact. We have flowers coming from California. We have flowers come from Seattle. And like I said, I never knew – how much of an impact he had, but the impact that he had and to be who he was was phenomenal. And he always loved every each and every person that came across, whether it was a kid, adult, uh, uh, whether you played against him in, at Winthrop or whether it was he coached against you or whatever it was, that, that just – it always means a lot. And I always like to hear stories about it because, like I said, it always makes you feel comfortable. What was your thoughts when – the memorial tournament got put together for him. It got played, what, a couple years ago? Yes. The Rock Hill Sports and Events Center. Yes. Uh, I loved it. It was hard. It was hard, especially with Newberry being in there. Sure. That that was the toughest thing. I, I got to actually speak to those boys and, and, and talk to them about, you know, how much it meant because when my daddy got in his car crash, it was right in front of Newberry High School. So that was that was tough. But the the whole tournament is amazing. Um I don't think I'm prepared yet to be in the tournament, just emotional-wise. But I, I do enjoy it. As a matter of fact, last year and this year, as soon as we get back from Charleston, that's the first place I go to present the, the trophy and, and, and be a part of it because, like I said, it's it's huge to me. And I um, talked to – before Stack left, I, Shaq left, I talked to him about um, – trying to bring it to Fort Mill and be a part of that. So I'm still working on that. Like I said, I'm still trying to prepare myself for it. But I, I do want to include Fort Mill in it because Fort Mill meant a lot to him. And there was days where he would tell me that, that that's where he wanted to, you know, come back to eventually and, and, and see people and, and be a part of the community still and all that. So I want to give that to Fort Mill as well because that's huge for him. And so I'm excited for it. But – Hopefully next year we'll be a part of that. I remember, yeah, I remember going with my dad to basketball games. And granted, I was a young whippersnapper then, and I'm on the vertically challenged side now. So he always (laughs) seemed so much taller than than he was and everything. And I think I remember we were at an upper state championship game or something. And I want to say it was at Irmo, but I'm not sure. Because I think it was one of those Columbia teams. And I remember, you know, just looking up to him and wanting to play for him. You know, granted, you know, I couldn't dribble a ball or anything <laughs> then, but wanting to play for him and, and it was uh yeah, him and my dad were good friends. Yeah. I, I was when I was broadcasting the games for Fort Mill in that tournament, I made a point to tell the listeners who Benny Bennett was. Yeah. And, and make sure they understood where he came from, his story. Um and, and so just just letting you know what there's a lot of people that think that have him in very high regard and and still do and probably always will and that's a blessing um especially where he came from um coming from the low country and and 
that being in that one bedroom house and then going to the house that my grandma stayed in and and working so hard to get to Winthrop and and then being the first person to score a thousand points and and all that kind of stuff really really is is for me humbling but it just shows how hard you really do have to work though and as we've talked about sometimes the kids now forget about how hard you really have to work they see you know Steph and LeBron and all that and they see the highlights and they try to do the highlight stuff versus all the work that it takes to get the highlights and I and I always share you know my dad's story and 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 I try to to help especially on the boy side motivate and I share it with the girls as well and and it's worked in our favor in Clover um uh coach Hopkins father actually passed and her dad and and my dad were buried at the same place and the girls always heard me talk about my dad my dad my dad so after we went and talked to coach Hopkins I actually took that group over to my dad's plot and and showed it to them and they asked all kind of questions which again really meant a lot because like you said their their parents have talked about it so they I feel like every chance I get I try to share more and more and and continue to make his legacy live on that I amoeba think def- <clears throat> teaching them that amoeba defense creates odd numbers in <laughs> transition so you yes. get the highlight play yeah you got to play amoeba yes. defense in order to get the highlight yes. play. So, yeah yeah I just wanted to comment on that as well because uh, my mom was also an educator and uh, I used to see how she would not want to say treat her children in her classroom, but she was a strict teacher yes. and, 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 you know, put the pedal to the metal of these yeah. kids to get the best out of them. And their days still to this day, and she's been passed for 13 years. I, I have some of her students come up to me and say, you know, your mom was the best teacher I've ever had. And I'm sitting there going, wait a minute. Uh, <laughs> I was in the classroom a couple of times down there when you were in there. How did that happen? But that, you know, but the fact that you, you hear those types of things about yeah. your, your folks, that, that they've made an impact on all these, these kids, it's, uh, it's fantastic. And, and your dad, I didn't know him, but he sounds like a fantastic guy. And uh, I'm, I'm glad that you're here to keep carrying yeah. on that tradition. I, I am truly happy that I am here. And as you said, there were times where people were coming and telling me all these stories, and I just kind of look at them like, wait, that, that made you better? And they're like, yeah. And, and you know, like you said, the things you don't say, you don't talk about, but those are the tough times that actually you see where people truly do care about you. And, and that's what they said, like, regardless of how the delivery was, he truly cared about him, and that really helped change your life around. So that was a huge impact. So, like, I tell my girls, regardless of me getting on to you, I still love you at the end of the day. And that's and I just want what's best for you. So don't don't take it to heart and don't don't hold it to me. At the end of the day, I just see your potential and what you can get out of it. Well, I was thinking, you know, when Coach Hopkins retired over at Clover, we were thinking, all right, well, you're going to step into the role. <laughs> and we, you and I have talked about this in the past. But I mean, you, I mean, no offense to her or Clover, but you wanted to kind of do your own thing and yes. establish your own, you know, name. So tell us a little bit about what made you decide to come to Fort Mill obviously you got some roots here so yeah but staying in Clover my whole family's in Clover and I by whole family I mean my whole family um my mom's whole side of the family is in Clover um and so and I've been in Clover obviously my whole life I graduated from Clover um I went back and coached under Coach Hawkins in Clover so being there um that that was hard and and I love my day to death and and Trying to be in Clover, and that's what people are going to remember is Benny Bennett, Benny Bennett. And every time you look up, 
he has, you know, this region championship, this region championship, this getting to upper state and all that kind of stuff. And, and so I didn't, as I told them at the funeral, I don't want to, you know, take his shoes and walk him. I want to create my own. He created a path for me to follow, and he told me what I need to do. So it's time for me to take what he taught me and go elsewhere and, and show that, you know, I can do it too. And so Ben and Clover, I, I miss them. I tell them that all the time. I love the kids. I miss the people. But being in Fort Mill is just different, and that that's what I needed. It it wasn't something that I necessarily knew would happen, but even Coach Hopkins, she said, you need to get out and grow. You need to, to go and fly and get out the coop and stop being safe and, and comfortable. She said, you need to be uncomfortable. And sure enough, Nation Forward had an opening, and I interviewed, and, and that the rest is that. And I wouldn't change it for the world. I think it was a big get for the Falcons. Yeah. I, I really do. I wouldn't change it. Yeah, I did. wouldn't change it for the world. I, I tell, I told Mr. Bodie that. I told Mr. Chandler that. And me and Coach Brown, the boys' coach, we talk all the time. I would not change it for the world. I, I consider it one of the biggest blessings in my life, and especially at that time in my life. And even though you know, coming off of the three-peat region championship in Clover, and then back-to-back state championship and winning one, it, it was time to go. And and I wouldn't change it for the world. It, this is huge. Yeah, and Cher Hopkins. I mean that resume speaks for itself. Yes. Uh, and yes. so, and now one of her proteges yes. is now the head coach. And so it's just, it's funny how one coach's tentacles, if you will, can touch all these different people. But you can already tell the difference in the Lady Falcons. The start to this season speaks for herself. And I'm really, I'm. It was interesting that you answered the question when you thought your culture took flight, because you look at what happened with the Nation Ford Falcons from the end of December through the rest of the year. And you could see the progression. Yeah. Well, um, she she actually plays a huge part too. Um, Coach Hopkins, she texts me every day. Um, she checks right? in okay. every day, yep. and um, she even with what she has going on, she still checks in with me every day. She asks, you know, my opinions on stuff. She 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 grew up under my daddy, so right. she does the same things that he does. So she's questioning me constantly. She's actually watching film now as we speak, and. And and I'm sure as soon as I leave here and go home, she's gonna text me and ask me what my game plan is for Lancaster. And and she's just a hell of a coach. And and she's been my mentor. And I tell her that all the time. I, I give her flowers all the time. And and without her though, I know that I wouldn't have continued to develop because after my daddy passed, I kind of wanted to get away from it. But but she was like, no, you're not going anywhere. You're not. You're gonna stay here and you're gonna work. And sure enough, it it became a passion again. And so I gotta give her credit and. As a matter of fact, she's supposed to come work with us um, over Christmas break on some defensive things that we're installing and getting ready for region. So she, like I said, she's a huge blessing, and I and I love her to death, and she knows it, and I, I don't know what I would do without her. You can take the coach off the sideline. <laughs> yeah. You're not going to take the no. coach out of coach. No. That's just not no, going to happen. No, she's not going anywhere. Um, I remember her vividly as just being very friendly and very open and honest, um, actually – my first broadcast as voice of the, of the Jackets was at Clover. And so that first year for basketball, I met her, and she was like, hey, this is great. She was all for it. Yeah. Um, there was one time, though, as mild-mannered as she is, one time <laughs> late in the game, it was close, and the officiating was um, – Suspect. Relatable, <laughs> suspect. And she lit into this guy and got teed up, and I was like – you know things have gone sideways yeah. when Coach Hopkins gets teed up because she stays as about the things could be flying all the way around the Eagles' nest. 
and you look at her and she's just a pillar of calm. Yeah. When I look at you on the sidelines, yeah, you're walking up, pacing back and forth, but there's a calmness to that. Yeah. If that makes sense. And she and that's what she taught me and, and Coach Walker over at Clover now as well. You you can't get too high and you can't get low. You gotta stay the course because if you get too high and get too low, then you're all over there in the game and, and then the girls will pick up on that and, and her demeanor is always calm. Even with all the stuff she had going on with her cancer and all that, she never got too high and got too low. She just always told me it was gonna be okay. So if you ever Ask the girls. They they get on to me because I say it all the time. But it truly is going to be okay, regardless of what run is they're going on, and and whether we going to run or the other team going to run, it's going to be okay. We just got to stay the course, and once you stay the course, you'll see what will happen. And and that's part of our culture. And so I think that's part of huge what happened after our zero and two start. They just stayed the course. They didn't get low because we're zero and two. They just continue to fight, and then all of a sudden it clicked. Well, I think one thing, and we talked about it last week. You know, them being so young, they don't know what they don't know. And right. They don't know that, and hopefully they don't hear this, but they don't know <laughs> that the expectations of what their expectations are and everything, they don't know about the pressure because they're just, for lack of a better term, living in the moment. Yeah, and they do that well. Um, as a matter of fact, against Indian Land, uh, our 11 threes in the first quarter, I, I let them young ones just play. And, and they stayed in the moment. They truly stayed in the moment, which was phenomenal. I mean, I I wasn't really sure if Indianland was ever going to come out the zone, but as long as they were in it, the younger ones were, were going and working and, and finding each other and passing it. And like I said, 11 threes in the first quarter is, is really unheard of. But How do you get out of a zone record. defense? You shoot your way yes. out of a zone and, defense. I mean, and they did, And but – that we didn't turn the ball over. We ended up with, I think, four for the whole game, which is, again, been our Achilles' heel. So they have, like you said, they stayed in the moment and they and they are learning and they're recognizing things that most young kids don't recognize. And so I've been blessed with that. Their basketball IQ is through the roof. And so they realize, you know, whenever I turn the ball over, they'll they'll look at me and I'll just smile and. Yeah. Keep going, keep, keep playing, keep going, keep just playing. keep playing, and and they they picked up on the that. The scary thing is, you guys are still missing a key part. Yes, Kayla Wilmore is huge. Um, she actually has her return to play test in January, I think January fourth, something like that. Um, she is huge, but I have to give her credit because she's been at every practice. She's still been a leader. She she's been there. She's been shooting and working and and getting on to them um which is huge you know most people when they they tear it they kind of you know step away and she was our leader last year and our speaking captain but she's been huge she's been huge for our speaking captain this year um especially without Camille because those three have been together since middle school so Kayla really has taken the role and and <laughs> the other day she was sitting beside me on the bench and and I was saying something, and then she just started yelling and, and getting on to him, which was correct. And she was like, hey, I kind of like this coaching thing. I was like, no, I need you back playing. Don't get used <laughs> yeah. to sitting here. But You've got like, time, Sunshine. Yeah, you got, you got time. Don't get used to sitting here. But she she has worked um, so hard, and and she she's just been blessed by God to be farther along than most people were would be with her knee injury. But she um, has worked hard, and I'm, I'm excited for her. And, and excited for her to be with this young group. And if she gets back, good gracious, that, no. that, that'll that be amazing. Now, last year, 
I asked – we interviewed Coach Rubel before the season started, and he was talking to uh, other coaches at a conference. And they said, oh, yeah, what region are you in? He said Region 35A. And they went, oh, the region of H-E double hockey sticks. Yeah. Good luck with all that was literally the response. You look at the record so far this year, the Jackets are 8-0. Um, you, y'all are 6-2. and um, I had it pulled up just a second ago. I think Clover six and two. Clo- Clover six and two. Blythewood's three and three. The yeah. Spring Valley Vikings are five and six. Yeah. But we all know how Megan yeah. Assey and what kind of coach she yeah. is. I'm about to say, don't, 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 don't let Spring Valley's. You better kick you. that dog while it's down because yeah. they ain't going to lay on the porch for very much longer. So where I'm going with it is, with a young team that's gotten off to a great start, how do you balance, like Max said, the expectation of knowing the gauntlet of Region Three Five? Oh, we, we talk about the gauntlet all the time. And, and and I let them know it's not going to be easy. It's not going to be a cakewalk. And and last year, 19 out of 26 games, we were up double digits. We just couldn't put it away. And I, I made sure we hammered that home. Like Fort Mill, we were up 11 both times, three minutes to go, and then bam, we lose seven, we lose by six. Um, and Spring Valley, they just have had a tough schedule. That's that's their biggest issue right now. It's not that they aren't playing great basketball. I saw they got beat on the buzzer beater one time, and they got beaten by two. They got beat by three. So it's not as though no. she, they're not it's good. They yeah, they just they're just playing tough teams. Clover, that's Clover. I knew this group was gonna be special. I knew it when I left. They were gonna be special. And and as a matter of fact, when they had their um, battle of the borders. The other weekend, I, I saw some of those girls, and, and I told them how proud I was and just to keep working, and, and they have. They stuck to the course that we planned when they were freshmen, and I had them on the JV team, and, and they worked, and they continued to work, and th- those girls are special. And then, of course, we all know Rock Hill. Rock Hill is going to be Rock Hill. Oh, yeah, you and, know, yeah. Coach Kenny. Yeah, Coach Kenny going to get him right. It doesn't matter who yeah. it is, where it is. called Uncle Kenny. Yes, yeah, it doesn't Kenny. matter who it is and how it is. He's going to have them ready, and Blythewood was young last year. They were young and, and talented. So, with that being said, they I expected this to be a heck of a year. And same as, as Fort Mill. I knew the, especially um, the Chalmers sisters and, and, and those other pieces around them, they were going to be, as I told our girls, hell on wheels. It was just a matter of when it was going to click for them. And, unfortunately, it started clicking both times they played us. But I, I have been proud of, of our gauntlet. I wouldn't change it for the world because that gauntlet also helps when we go play other people. It, it's 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 actually meant out of out of respect, so don't take this the wrong way. But down by double digits late to to Nation Ford. Yeah. Because remember, Coach Rubel's first year was last year. Yeah. From Coach Heather Clippa, so he was although the same in a lot of ways, different. Yeah. That was the springboard for that young lady's yeah. team. And, and I knew that. Yeah. And I told our girls that. I told them we, we just helped a, a team out, and that's going to be tough for over the next couple of years because y'all gave them more confidence than, than you should have. Yeah. And, of course, as a coach, you come into the game, and especially we controlled our own destiny. Had we won that game, especially at the end of the year, we're in third place in the region. Yeah. So the, the one in the nest, I literally said on the air, I said that that is the true definition of a smash and grab. Yeah. That one was stole it. Yeah. Literally stole it. Yes. Because the better team that night was the Falcons. Yeah. It just, the scoreboard just didn't say it. No. And that, and that I told them that. Sports, yes, you know? it, it happened. And like I said, we, we were up by 11 even here at Fort Mill. And, and it just kind of one of those things that you can see slipping away where our girls just frantic. And then we we did it so many times during the year. Catawba Ridge were up by 20 and then ended up getting beat by five last year. So, so – our girls now, though, understand what the importance is of putting teams away and, and taking it. And, 
and they don't take their foot off the pedal on defense. But you've already played the Ridge, right? Yes. Twice? Yes. Beat them both times? Yes, yes sir. Yeah. So, yes, sir. so where I'm going with that is now, if not put pressure on your, your young <laughs> Lady Falcons, but now if you scout Fort Mill. And which we have the when they played at the, at the Roost Think when about they played. That. Yeah, it and, can. And, and, and that's the thing. People don't understand. That is a thing with these kids. Yes. Yes, a big thing. Oh, yeah. Yes. And so my girls are excited. I mean, we're welcoming the challenge. Like he said, I don't think they know the expectations. I mean, I did tell them, you know, once the region stuff came out, we were predicted to be last, which offended all of them. I don't see that. Quite frankly, <laughs> yeah, I'm not saying right. that because you're sitting No, here. no, I, I don't, don't either, but but it just put a chip on their shoulder. And I think that's more what they're playing with now. They're out to prove people wrong, and, and, they, and they, even at practice, I mean, they're getting after it. And, and that's, you know, sometimes hard to see – and girls practice. Guys, yeah. you see it because, you know, that's just the mantra thing to do, is. and it is what yeah. it is. But girls, I mean, they're getting after it. I mean, they're talking junk to each other. They're, they're not giving up the easy layups. They're, they're really getting after it, which is, is huge for a coach. That's what you like to see. The scary part, though, we don't want to hurt anybody because we've been already with an injury bug, but oh, they, yeah. they are really are getting after it. I got to give them credit. The thing about it is, remember, Fort Mill was predicted to finish yeah. last last year, and yeah. that didn't happen. These are just people's opinions, yeah. and they don't. I don't know if they've really seen any of these teams actually play <laughs> yeah. live in a person. You can watch all the film you want, but when yeah. you're in the arena, it's different. And I would argue when you come into the hive, when you go into the nest, good luck. Yeah. Seriously, yes. because it's a tough place to play. It yes. gets hot. It gets sweaty. It gets draining in the fourth. Yes. You're really just running on fumes at that point, trying to make that one extra play. Where I'm going with that is, as a coach, do you philosophically say, okay, if we protect home court yes. and they maybe still one or two on the road in a five or a 16 region, we're, yes. we're in the postseason. Yeah, and that was our goal last year is it still some on the road. Um, especially like at Spring Valley, we, we were on a run when Camille got hurt. Obviously, that, that, that derailed the whole train there but even in clover we turned them over 35 times last year at clover we just couldn't finish it and then when we went to blythewood that was the one we we stole and and that was a good one on the on a buzzer beater with kayla hitting the shot um but we we definitely are trying to protect our home place and and then get a couple of steals last year we went to rock hill we we were down by five and then of course kenny goes with his Five out, and then bam, boom, three-point. And then mm -hmm. once that gets going, like you said, though, at any place, it gets so loud, yeah. and the crowd gets into it. And once that happens, it becomes a shell shock. So if you aren't used to it, it's like, oh, no, what happened? The problem is and you then, can't hate Kenny. Like, no, everybody loves you can't. It. You hate it when the game's over because you're like, dang it, he got me again. But you just love the guy, yeah. right? Because he does have a heart of gold. He does. And that's something that's just – yeah. like you, you can't hate People him. forget they're just a couple years removed from the 5A state championship. Yeah. And, and they didn't rebuild. They just sort of reloaded. Yeah. So the Bearcats are still lurking. Yes. Right and, there, and they so. added that piece on with the um, Aubrey Stevens that yeah. came. That that was a huge piece. And that helps their guard, Chloe and, and DeAsia, out tremendously. Yeah. And, and that takes pressure off of them because, obviously, Aubrey can handle it. And, and so now you got to be careful with them because they're even more dangerous now. And, and they can shoot it even better now. So, But I'm I'm excited for us and 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 I I told my girls I'll put us up against anybody and that's what we did this summer even though it wasn't too pretty but we're also missing 
a bunch of pieces. So now that we got them together, we 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 feel good. That that's kind of the philosophy where I'm coming from. Of y'all won't finish in last because the girls have that chip on yeah. the shoulder. Nobody expects them to be. Y'all don't deserve to be here. I've seen team after team after team in different sports have that mantra and that chip on their shoulder. And every single time, almost every single, they'll go in there and they'll prove people wrong. Yeah. The and and that chip doesn't go away with success. And I it think stays that, there. That's been huge for our eighth graders, both of them and our ninth graders. They they want to prove a point. Like we're here to stay. We're not going anywhere. And especially like I said, Araya, she plays with a huge chip on her shoulder. Especially being an eighth grader, you're not just gonna come and push her around. She ain't. She's not just gonna tolerate that. You you got to either. See her, or or you gonna get dealt with either or, and I I love that about her. She she plays with that chip huge, and I and I applaud her every game for it. And and she's been our leading scorer because of that. Her her tempo and and you're not gonna stop me. You gonna have to either you know take me out the court or something, but you're not gonna just bully me around. And so I've given her heck of credit for for being like that, and that's been huge for us. You know that some trash talking does go on. With the girl, people are like, oh no, no, just the just the boy. No, no, it no you should hear some of the and and the word on the street is she can dish it out just as well oh, yeah. as it gets thrown at her. So yes. that's for an eighth grader to be so young yes. on that stage is yes. just so impressive. It is, is is and and that was huge against Burns because I mean those girls were talking junk to her and obviously Burns is loaded with seniors, but she was not having it. She wasn't backing down for nothing. And after the game, I told her that I was proud because obviously that was her first real big game against somebody in South Carolina like that. But she wasn't backing down worth nothing. I mean, she was going at because their point guard is, I think, predicted to be their region player of the year in Allstate, but she was not backing down from that girl at all. She wanted her full court and 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 all of it. So whatever she could dish, she was ready for it. And I was proud of her the whole game. Knowing how the sport is now and knowing how, let's just say, poaching is an issue at times, for lack of a better term, uh, do you worry about – I mean, how, obviously you lost a good player in Camille. Do you worry about, you know, putting a lot of time and investment and things like that and then all of a sudden someone leaves and goes somewhere else or, or stuff like that? How do you – handle that and deal with that next person up I, I really don't worry about it because obviously that's the name of the game nowadays I actually saw a post from somebody on the South Carolina High School League about possibly NIL deals so if it goes there then it's gonna be hard to keep anybody depending on what's around and how much they can get paid and That'll whatever Pandora's box. yeah that will open Pandora's box but Knowing that that's a possibility, I just kind of accepted it, and we're going to take what whoever comes and whoever's there, and we're going to play with what we got, and we're going to work. And and even with Camille leaving, um, as a matter of fact, she came back today and asked if she can shoot in the gym. I don't have any hard feelings. Like, I, I love the kid to death, and if I can still help her, I'm going to help her. And so if they leave and they want to come back and I can help make them better, I'm going to make them better. So it, And I understand people do it because their parents, you know, kind of – have a say so and and you know parents know what's best for their kids so i i appreciate those parents but i'm not gonna you know be mad at the kid or turn my back on the kid because it's a kid and at the end of the day they still have goals and dreams and it's my job as an educator and as a coach to make sure i help them accomplish that so i've accepted it and and like i said camille came by and she shot and and the girls greeted her and we still love her to death but 
on to the next group and we're going to keep working and that's just how I feel and like I said I know other coaches you know hate it and whatever but I can't spend that much time losing sleep on who will be here and who won't be here because as my dad used to tell me if anything happens to you the job continues it's life still goes on and it'll continue to go on so whether you lose the best player or the second best player because we this year taught me a lot we lost Camille we lost Charlie Nelson we lost Keita Drakeford we lost Catherine Barhurst we lost Georgia Sharpless and then Kayla so and Sarah McCaskill. So the list goes on. So if I if I sat there and, you know, thought about it and beat myself up, oh goodness, we wouldn't be where we were and but it's okay. The next people step up and we're ready to play. Well that's it's it's a contra sorry, Key, that it's a controversial stance, but I've actually run into some parents in grocery stores and, and stuff and my opinion on that is pretty harsh. Um <laughs> I think it's a misconception. Yeah, and, and I'm not putting you on no. the spot. I'm just saying how I feel about it is pretty strong. Yeah. You can play for Timbuktu High School. If you can play, they will find you. There's yes. this fallacy. I think it's a fallacy. I have to go play for this academy, or I need to go play in this group, or I need to go play over here to get a scholarship. No. No. You don't. No. Basketball is basketball. Yeah. If they, if all it takes is the right assistant coach to see that player and go, hey, she's a good fit for our program, you could literally play for an 0-21 yes. single-A team. They will – find you yes and i tell our girls all the time i i'm not gonna be mad if if they leave and i'm gonna wish them best and i'm gonna be oh, there yeah. but i always tell them the grass ain't always green on the other side now just because you think it's green you know there's a lot of dead grass on the other side so be careful where you go over there because i don't want it you know to be looking pretty and they show you the best room and then when you get in there you don't got nothing at all and so i, I just make sure they know that and i make sure they hear it come from me i'm gonna support them i'm gonna love them but the grass ain't always greener and and but it is hard and but i understand and i have a son who plays at south point and like i tell them and they're always you know why don't you do this no the coach is gonna coach and if he's good enough they're gonna see him i'm not doing all that moving and back and forth i, I refuse yeah. because and it affects the kid it, it really does you have a lot of kids who run from reality right. and 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 that's that's the scary part because when reality faces it, a lot of our kids can't handle that. But, again, as a coach, I'm just going to continue to be there and support and make sure we can get them through whatever we need to get through. I've heard story after story after <laughs> story, which I don't think gets told often enough, where there's a school in the area where kids will transfer to and they get there, and within six months they want to come back, whether mm -hmm. it's Nation Ford, whether it's Catawba Ridge, whether it's Fort Mill High School. That's really hard to do because you're going back to team. Well, how do you look your teammates in the face and say, hey, you, you told us you loved us, but now you see what I'm saying? Yeah. And, and as a coach, thing. it puts you in a bind as well. It does. Um, and, and so, like you said, the grass, and actually in life, rarely is the grass greener, quite Correct. honestly. Correct. Um, That's but, why I tell them you, <laughs> again, best of luck over there, and I don't wish nothing bad, and I hope you – get whatever you're looking for but yeah. i can't promise you that's going to be it and, and it's not a knock on those young ladies nope. or young men or, or their parents listen they're trying to do what they think is the right thing yeah all, all my point is is that i've seen players literally go from nothing to d1 scholars in less than 12 months and they're playing for one of the three high schools yeah and, and i got just get because it took, it took the right phone call yes. the right person to see it on film the right person to yes bang. fort mill as a whole has done a great job putting kids in in school, D1, D2, D3, whatever it is, and and 
I always tell people this is one of the the best places to come if you want to come and get a scholarship. You got to work for it, but but you will get one if you just work and and don't run, don't hide from the work, don't don't just you know want to hand me out. If you work for it, you can get one whether it's at Catawba Ridge or Fort Mill or Nation Fort. You can get a scholarship for sure. And and our and the schools are aware of us. They know where Fort Mill. You may be down in the Low Country at something, yes. and and somebody will say, "Well, who's Nation Fort High School?" And the, and well, the colleges know who Nation Fort they High do. School is and Catawba Ridge and all that. But going back to the NIL thing, I, I laugh at a lot of boards that I see for colleges <laughs> because a lot of the college people say, "Oh, woe is me," you know, like in North Carolina, we we lost such and such linebacker to the portal and all this and. And what people don't understand is that it's happening to everybody. Yes, it's not everybody just one school. So don't feel like you're the victim. Yeah. It's just no. that's just a fact no, of it. If you look at if you look at the bare facts, these are facts. These aren't my opinion or your opinion. There were over four thousand football players if you include FCS division two, II, division three in the transfer portal. You tell me there's four thousand spots? No. NC State <laughs> NC State is on the verge of their best season ever. They've never won 10 games in a season. If they win their bowl game, that'll be their 10th win. Yeah. They had 15 kids at the portal. Clemson lost four games, and they lost eight kids to the portal. Yeah. Uh, UNC, I think you had, was it a dozen, 13 in, yeah, in the portal? Yeah, there's a good many. Yep. My argument to that is, and, and I follow, obviously, my alma mater very closely, look at the kids who entered the transfer portal and look how they end up. Yep. Uh, one receiver in particular was a five-star, came to Clemson, didn't do what he was supposed to do, transferred to Miami, and was a healthy scratch every week, and now is back in the portal again. So, again, the grass always green on the other side. It's really not. Yeah. It's really not. And, and so my thing is, and I know it's the get-off-my-lawn guy. I get it. <laughs> but my thing is they're student athletes. Yes. They're student athletes. If you're going to have a situation with it's an NIL, that's a contract. Yeah. So if we're going to do that with these young people, why not have a contract between the player and the school? Yeah. Right? If, if you, you've got to stay here two years or three or whatever it is. And if you take the NIO money, if you leave, you got to give it back. There's, there's got to be some sort yeah. of consequence. Yeah, it can't just be it. a free-for-all because and, basically that's free agency. Yeah, and it's, it's funny you said that because that's something that we preach over there is that, you know, you hold yourself accountable. And, and that's that's – what we are, are doing is holding self accountable because like you said, it's easy to leave because I don't like the coach or it's easy to leave because I think this or that, but what are you doing? Are, are you showing up to practice on time? Are you studying film? Are you, are you doing what you're supposed to, or are you just looking for an easy handout? And, and like I said, our group has, has accepted that. And, and so I hope that it can continue, whether it's, you know, this year, next year, it'll just continue to build, and and I and I really truly think that as a generation, we just gotta continue to hold them accountable and make sure they understand you can't just run from it when it gets hard. And the beautiful thing with that much turnover is you have a young group, so you can mold them. Yes, the way they don't have bad habits from a previous no. staff or things that from the different calls and things like that. Yeah. They're they're doing it Kelly Bennett style, and they, and they're and doing it great. Yeah. And I'm like I said, I'm beyond proud of them I tell them that every day I tell them how much I love them and how much they're a blessing and I wouldn't change them for the world I wouldn't regardless of whether it's last year's group or this year's group it truly is a blessing and I truly love them well coach we we've got to wrap it up but we really appreciate your time thank you for sure and 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 I would uh argue this I think you're going to have a a legend coach on that shoulder 
talking to you on the sidelines, yes. uh, telling you how to how to do this and how to do that. I, I think one day, I really do believe one day, people are going to look back at Kelly Bennett and go, you know what, chip off the old block and nice that the same kinds of things will be said about you as well i appreciate that well and the good thing is is that you know like you were saying you're you're, you're carving your own your own path at nation forward and so we're we're pretty happy to see where that goes and I'm and, excited. and we'd love to say yes kelly bennett legendary <laughs> coach of nation Ford high school I'm so excited. best I'm of excited. luck you know, 2023 24 why not why, why not? not why so, not i appreciate so it so we we wish you the best of luck if there's anything we can do to put your program or any program um, out there we will certainly do that uh, we appreciate your time thanks so much yes, for sir. coming in and thank you uh, we just think very highly of you and, and the thank things you you've I done. greatly appreciate that greatly so the head coach of the nation forward lady falcons coach kelly bennett thanks for coming in coach thank take care you. and while we're on the basketball front let's keep going with that conversation and a lot of basketball got played this week uh in the milltown fellas um a lot of dubs on the board, some L's. Uh, we'll start with Catawba Ridge, Mac. A um, little bit of a time crunch for you, so let, let you go ahead and wax poetically here. Really? You throwing me under the bus like that? Okay. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Um, like well, you yes. won't retaliate. Yes, dubs and L's. Um, the L's were provided by uh, Nation Ford. Way to go, Coach. <laughs> and uh, the dubs were um, the boys' basketball team. They they pretty much routed, they used the word, uh, 84-51 over um, Nation Ford on this past Friday, I think it was. My days get all mixed up. Anyway, so now um, Catumbra Ridge is doing very well. They're 8-1, and one, um, and Keith will probably talk more about that later on, about where things stand with uh, NAFO uh, boys basketball, but... Um, yeah, and then the girls, which are six and two, as we've talked about, Nation uh, Four girls, they um, they beat Catawba Ridge, and Catawba Ridge is now one and eight. So it's been a it's been a rough, rough and good week, depending on which team you're looking at and talking about. Um, Catawba Ridge girls are young; they are struggling to shoot the ball. They're struggling to yeah. score, which they've got again two main players that are doing. 90% of the scoring and stop one Morgan Davis and Addie Cunningham. Right. You yeah. stop one um you know, you 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 pretty much done well and I think coach Presley realizes, you know, what she's got this year. They're young again um they a lot of them probably should be playing JV. It's just that they're not at that spot yet. Uh the boys team is looking very impressive and they are it's scary to say, but they are getting better. Oh yeah. Um, when they play Lancaster, that's when they play Lancaster. When they play fine. any land, um, it's going to be interesting. Because uh, Lancaster's really good. Lancaster is Probably really good. Live and in person, that um, what's the kid's name in the mill? Uh, Jordan, Jordan Watford, Watford, who has a who monster. He has an offer from Mississippi State, among other schools. Um, but he's yeah. So they are down one player. Uh, they lost Columbus Parker to a knee injury for the season, but um, everybody's stepping up. So, but Catawba Ridge boys, they're doing well. Um, they next play at Burns. They got a holiday tournament. It's hard to imagine it's almost Christmas, but they've it got a, a two or three day holiday tournament coming up. Um, and then I don't 
think the girls are playing anywhere. I can't remember right off the top of my head. But, um, yeah, things are looking good. Uh, wrestling team is 7-2 and two for the Copperheads. Uh, they're continuing to do well. They're very quietly uh, beating people, um, which, you know, you don't really – we don't really like sporadically as much about wrestling because um, it's really not till after. It's more of a second-semester sport, really. Yeah. Um, they did have three finalists in the Demon Holiday Classic out at Lugolf. Uh, Jared Eubanks finished third, Bo Nickel finished fourth, and Levi Jones finished uh, fourth as well in their respective weight classes. Um, and they will be hosting, based on their schedule, they'll be hosting York this coming Wednesday. So a lot of things happening. Uh, it's kind of weird, again, that we're right here at Christmas, but we'll see how things work out. Yeah, what's the, what was the stuff last week on Nation Forward and, and Fort Mill Wrestling? Um, same stuff, different day. Same no. stuff, different day. Yeah, Fort Mill have been beating people up uh, pretty much. They went, they won the Middletown Duels, which is normally held at Fort Mill High School. Yeah, yeah. But um, it was held at South Point. They went 5-0, and oh, and they're now 11-2 and two on the season. Um, if I could bring my... What's scary is, Coach, as, as much as they're beating people, Coach Adam Marillo, and I quote, we're not where we're where we need to be. Just to hear this, hear That's this. Crazy. In the five and zero, they had five matches on Saturday. They went five and zero. They beat Chesterfield seventy two to nine, Lancaster seventy two to twelve, Palisades, which is our favorite, seventy eight to six. Oh, Inside joke. Um, they beat Louisville seventy eight to six. Thanks, Mac. And then they beat South Point fifty two to twenty four. So, they're you know they're doing very well. Um, they did drop. Two matches to um, River Bluff and Lugolf Elgin earlier in the week. Don't have the scores on that, but I know um, they had a lot of people out, had a lot of people wrestling in different weight classes due to sickness and illness. Um, you know, I think even Coach Morello was out of town for a funeral, so, you know, A.J. Lighton kind of led the charge there. But they're, they're doing pretty well, and they will continue uh, to do well based on what I've seen. Um, Nation Ford Wrestling, they were also at the Demon Holiday Classic. Our friend Mitchell Adamas finished first in his weight class. Won That's Keith's boy, by eight. the way. Keith's boy, Mitchell Adamas. And then Jay Smith finished fifth in his weight class, which I want to say is 150. But don't hold me did to they, that. Did they call him Latimus down there, probably? They, 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 that they young probably, man, pound for pound, might be the best athlete on in that campus. school. Yep. Yeah. Honestly, he's just got that that personality, and yeah, he, yeah, he's not going to say a lot, but he's going to bring it. Uh, so yeah, but that's still a work in progress at Nation Ford with the tournament yeah, they had. Yeah, I mean, like that, so. and they had a, you know, it's there again one of those things where they got an individual tournament, so you're not really having team related aspects things. So. um you know they're they're doing they're doing well and they'll continue to do well and again things are are looking up for them and Catawba Ridge so it's just a matter of time before they get into the region stuff which will be very interesting come next month so so that that wraps up that report let's skip on over to to Fort Mill basketball um Tuesday night there was some uh drama 
as my nanny used to say. Dramamine? Yeah, it, it, there was, it, what's the Prince song? Controversy. Um, so at that's South right, Point, I listened North to Carolina, that broadcast yeah, on the way back from Columbia. That's yes, right. Yep. A little show of my age, but at South Point, home of the Red Raiders. Um, JV girls for Fort Mill, they won 31-21. Uh, JV boys won 51-35. No ninth grade team because South Point only has the one floor. Varsity girls won 55-45. It really wasn't that close. It, it was almost a 20-point game, and Coach Rubel started playing people uh, off the bench. So, uh, again, sometimes final scores are not as they appear. The boys, varsity boys, lost 47-46. But here's the rub. There were three calls in the last minute of the game. There was one that was an offensive foul on Nos Berry, and you can go on to NFHS and watch the play. A player from South Point tried to steal it from behind him as he went into the front court. And all Nas did with his left arm, he wouldn't even extend it. He just took it from his elbow to his shoulder and just kind of give himself some separation, right, because the guy's trying to steal it from behind. And the referee standing right there called it an offensive foul, gave South Point the ball. Then you skip on to they may, Fort Mill missed three out of four free throws in the last 30 seconds. Uh, South Point was flawless from the free throw line. It was a one-point game. 0.2 seconds left to play is when they hit the winning free throws. So it was Fort Mill ball trying to inbound it. Well, it's a low ceiling in that gym. So Logan Parker's pass hit the ceiling and bounced down. But the players for South Point and the fans all rushed onto the floor, which should have been a technical foul. And Coach Lowry asked for it. People were asking for it. And the officials did not grant it. So they gave South Point the ball where all they had to do was inbound it with 0.2 seconds, ball game 47-46. But you know what? That it's, it's You can say, yeah, officiating, but when you miss three out of four free throws down the stretch, that that's kind of – it's really hard to complain. you you got to take care of business and not put it in the officials' hands. Do not put it in the officials' hands. That's recipes for a disaster. Um, I've heard uh, – I, I remember every – we lost a game controversially in my first year um, at on the road. I don't remember where it was. And as soon as we got on the bus, I asked Coach Harshall, I was like, hey, what do you think about that officiated call at the end that cost us the game? And he goes, but that didn't cost us the game. We were 5 for 13 from the free throw line. That's why we lost the game. He wasn't interested in that. His philosophy, and I learned it there, was if you do your job the way you're supposed to, it won't come down to officiating. Business will be handled so it won't be that situation. Friday night, Fort Mill took another. This was the road week for Fort Mill at Northwestern, which has been a house of horrors over the years. Uh, JV girls, they won 28-21. Freshman boys lost 42-34, their first loss of the year. Varsity girls won, or JV boys won 37-25, and the varsity girls uh, won 46-23. The boys also won um, at Northwestern. so the JV girls and the varsity girls, both with a zero in the loss column so far, turn around the next day, get on a bus to Greenville, South Carolina, and we're always used to playing at 5, 6.30, and 8. No, no, no. This was at 1, 3.30, something, and 6. It was really, really weird. JV girls won 48-24. Varsity girls won 59-36. Um, the varsity boys also came away with a W as well. So the records right now for four mil JV girls are uh, seven and zero, or no eight and zero. Varsity girls are eight and zero. JV boys I think are seven and zero. Ninth grade is three and one. The varsity boys they need to start carrying their own weight. They're five and three. But but 
to their defense, two of those losses, one was a, a two-point loss and one was a one-point loss. Uh, the other one was an 11-point loss uh, at Catawba Ridge. So, um, you know, that – or Catawba Ridge down at the um, – at NAFO. So, um, real quick on the varsity girls – uh, this is the best start to a season they've had that I can find since 2013. I've gone all the way back to 2000. I cannot find a time where Fort Mill started undefeated this long. 2013 was the closest I could find. The Lady Jackets started 1-1, one and, one, and then from November 27th to December 19th, they won 7 straight and 11-12. But there's an asterisk beside that. They finished 17-8, fourth in the region, and were out in the first round at a blowout loss at Dormant. So, it's kind of like NASCAR. You can start really well, but you got to finish strong. Having said that, I think if you watch the Lady Jackets play with the balance between seniors, juniors, sophomores, and even freshman Colby Wolf, there's a balance there. Uh, defensively, they get after you. They can hit the three-pointer. They can shoot their way out of a zone. Uh, we've seen that so far. Um, far. Varsity boys, Coach Lowry's first year, they're trying to keep back-to-back region championships and Coach Hartso's last two years, so that's – Coach Bennett was talking about expectations. Those are your expectations in a really tough uh, Region 3-5A. Um, so next up this week, Tuesday, at home, finally back in the friendly confines of the Rock Hill Sports and Event Center against the Northwestern Trojans. Then the boys on Thursday and Friday play in the Border Classic. First game will be on Thursday against Panther Creek, and then the Friday game will be against Science Hill from Johnson City, Tennessee. Uh, so that'll be a lot of fun. I can't wait to get on the air and have those folks chime in. And then uh, the ladies, uh, they're at home to Northwestern on Tuesday, and then they're in the Wimborne Classic in Rock Hill, 21st, 22nd, 23rd. Those opponents are yet to be determined. So that's that's the wrap on Fort Mill basketball for this past week. Um, a prosperous one, uh, if you will. Moving on to Nation Forward, I'll start out and give some scores for the JV teams in the ninth grade. JV girls and Coach Bennett, of course, feel free to grab your mic again and, and comment as well. JV girls uh, went 2-1 and one this, this week. They beat Lancaster 29-17, uh, beat Indian Land 19-13, and then lost to Catawba Ridge on Friday night 36-21. The ninth grade boys had a very prosperous week. They went 3-0, and beating Lancaster 41-26, Indian Land 56-36, and then squeaking one by Catawba Ridge. 40 to 38 the JV boys not quite as successful uh, they went 0 3 this week they lost 51 38 to Lancaster 69 23 to Indian Land and 51 22 at Catawba Ridge varsity boys also had a tough week after getting the season started four and one dropped a tough one to Lancaster uh, that was to be expected uh, Lancaster's pretty doggone good this yeah, year. There's yes. no shame in that. Right. Yes. Lancaster is 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 highly highly talented, and and it was a good game for our boys. Just like Catawba Ridge Friday, um, they are working hard. But just like us, our boys haven't had a chance to really play together during the summer, and so that always shows its head when you're playing against Lancaster, who obviously went to state last year, and those boys a lot of them return, and then Catawba Ridge having those boys and their nucleus return, and you know, so that that's been our biggest thing right now, and you know, with JJ leaving and and that piece, and so trying to figure it out, but they are really working hard, and and just like us, if if they get it figured out, they're they're gonna be a team to reckon with. 
Ironically, it was about this time of the year last year when Coach Brown's team, the light bulb went off up at West Cabarrus. I was there and witnessed that. I believe it was in overtime. That kind of was the the linchpin for that season. Yes, and uh, and we talked about that after the game on Friday. We just got to figure out what it is that's going to make them go. And and as soon as they figure that out, they can play with anybody. And with Jackson Burnham there and and with uh, Caden Giles there and Ben Chuddy and – and Chase and, and all those pieces, they have enough pieces. It's just a matter of what's going to make them click. But when it clicks, holy cow. And Jackson Burnham, I'm going to steal this from uh, Keith Cook, who came up with this stat, uh, 21 points a game, seven boards for Jackson Burnham. Just a reminder, his older brother is Ben Burnham, yes, who is one of the senior captains at the College of Charleston. Um, he's affectionately known down in uh, Chucktown as Benny Buckets. Yes. Um, he's, he's one of the leaders. Jackson Burnham is his, quote, little brother. Uh, <laughs> if you see Jackson, I wouldn't use the word little. Younger is probably more appropriate. Yeah. Where I'm going with that is you can see where, where Ben I was on that 2019 team that was so good. Um, just had a bad night on the wrong time. But I, they, they could have been state champions if they yeah. – just that finished part. But – Zeb Graham and Kai Smith and all that was just phenomenal. Jackson Burnham is following that same kind of path. He's impressive. He is. And, he's and impressive. he holds himself accountable. As a matter of fact, um, he, he texted Coach on, on Friday and, 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 and was a leader and took it upon his shoulders, you know. And, and it's hard for kids to be like, okay, I, I got to work on this and I got to work on that or, you know, this is what happened or whatever. But he, he – I got to give him credit. He has been – phenomenal and and we actually get to watch his brother play when we go down to Charleston so that's huge for him as well but like I said those those boys have been working so hard as a matter of fact they lost Friday night but then we're in the gym eight o'clock on Saturday morning and most kids you know won't do that they'll pout and come up with an excuse of why they can't get there and why they can't do this but coach Brown has some boys working and and like I continue to say if they figure it out here soon and and get the going. Somebody's gonna be in trouble. I think I, that if I know that remember schedule correctly, Cougars play Tuesday night against the Fighting Shauna Clears from Coastal Carolina, and then I think the next home game is against Montree. Yeah, I think so, that's the one we see. Um, all I can tell you, uh, uh, section one fourteen, row L, seats twenty seven and twenty eight. That is me and my wife, <laughs> proud season ticket holders at the College of Charleston. Kind of a weird thing where season ticket holders in Clemson football and college Charleston basketball is a little <laughs> weird. But what I where I'm going with this is there's a reason it's called the six. And one of my favorite t-shirts is black and it says the six in maroon and gold and has the Charleston C. When that five thousand people is on edge, they're on ear, good luck. Yeah. And we're excited <laughs> good luck. for that. We, we um, truly that are. That place literally the, the, the roof blows off that joint. Um, and usually it's a Ben Burnham uh, ben, there was the, the play that really got them kick-started. They got off to a slow start against the Citadel. I know we're talking college basketball. We're just talking hoops now. But Cougars actually trailed that game by two. But Ben Burnham refused to lose. On He got back-to-back rebounds, outlet pass up ahead to C.J. Fulton, who was driving right side of the lane. And here comes Scott, uh, Jalen Scott, not Jaden Scott from last yeah. year. Jaden is this year. Jalen was last year. Totally different players. This guy's a freshman. Okay. He's about six seven, six eight. He's he's thin. He 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 could stand in a hurricane sideways and not get wet. But you can <laughs> see the talent. C.J. Fulton drive spacing was perfect. He came down to the left elbow, 
Fulton went up like he's going to take a shot and then changed it over his head this way, went above the rim, and Scott grabbed it with two hands and hammered it. And that place went nuts. From that point on, I think the Cougars outscored the Dogs like 38-12. to 12. Yeah, that's a game changer. And, and, and because it brought the crowd into it and, and it got going. I see the same kind of thing happening with a Jackson Burnham. Yes. It, it, just because of the height, the shooting. Um, heck, he was a he was a dead eye shooter as a freshman. Yeah, he was he was a game changer in Indian Land once he got going, and was a game changer. You know, the first time Catawba came to to us, and and he's just had a heck of a season so far. But our boys have really believed in him, and coaches believed in him. And like I said, he he is a true leader. He's what you want in a leader. He he doesn't back down. He's at it every day. At practice, he'll go get treatment and come back out and, and yeah. still get on the boys the correct way, you know, not the wrong way as being a leader or being selfish. And, and he, like I said, he holds himself accountable for everything. And so I just continue to tell him, if you if you figure out what it is that's going to make the rest of y'all go, man, they're, they're going to be a difference maker. What it tells me is that he's been talking to his older brother. Oh, yes. And when, when you're a captain for Coach Pat Kelsey. Oh, yeah. Um, whose line? I love this line, <laughs> Coach Kelsey. He makes coffee nervous. Um, yeah, that man just coaches and coaches and coaches. For Ben to be where he's at is very impressive for the defending CAA champions, and they're predicted to finish first again. But UNCW's pretty good. Yeah. Drexel's pretty good. They are. So that that yeah, we'll see. But you know, Jackson's talking to his brother, going, "Hey, what have you learned? What do I? What can I take from it?" That's an outstanding resource. It is. And, and I don't, in my humble opinion, I'm a huge Pat Kelsey fan from his days at Winthrop. Yeah. Um, and, and quite frankly, I think he would have stayed. But the reason he went to Charleston is, and again, this is not meant with any disrespect, but when you walk into the Winthrop Coliseum for a basketball game, there's the crowd. You walk into the six at the corner of, of, of Meeting and George Street yeah. and listen to that joint during hoops. Listen to those Cougar fans. They know hoops. Yeah, they do. they they know their hoops, and they they've do. been sitting in those seats since like 1980 something, yeah. and they love their Cougars, and even the old people, they'll raise hell, they <laughs> they'll give it all kinds of crap. Yeah. But and that place is <laughs> it's only five thousand. It looks small, but it's five thousand people sitting right on top. And of it. and it reminds me a lot of Fort Mill, and from growing up and just walking in the building, it's hot. That's how Daddy liked it, so I know it's going to be hot, and oh, yeah. the, the fans are going to be right on you, and it's going to get loud, and, and you got to play. But I, I, I like that atmosphere in Charleston because we went last year in the same way we went. But it does remind you a lot of, like I said, Fort Mill when we come in there, and it, and it's hot, and and the older people who's been there, they're going to be in the stands, and they're going to talk their basketball because they, they know got it. Their and, favorite seats, yes, and and yep. so I I really like I told them going forward, like I I I like. The atmosphere, I, I, that's the type of atmosphere I like. And so I, I'm excited to go back to Charleston and have that atmosphere, and hopefully our girls will enjoy it and well as boys. Well, I, I, Coach Coach Benny Bennett would be very disappointed <laughs> with the current state of the Fort Mill gym because the air conditioning has been fixed. They completely <laughs> redid the entire centralized air. They put in pipes and vents and all kinds of stuff. Um, now you walk into the gym, it's probably a, a nice 75 degrees. <laughs> yeah, we need that um, in the baseball facility. From, from the time I moved here and started coming to Fort Mill basketball, you know, ba basically that that's I kind of came in a little bit after Coach Hart, so it's hot. It is. And you get into the fourth quarter of that boys game, and now you're, you're talking over 90 degrees, yes. everybody's sweating <laughs> bullets, and that's the idea. Um, 
it, and, and you know now they're walking to the gym and it's 75 degrees you're like what the heck is this you know it's it's not supposed to be comfortable no, in here it's not. Mm-hmm. um it's not. so that's but that's what makes nation forward pretty special as well because that place gets really hot. yeah and and i kind of i i tried to figure out where the air condition was and whatever because the girls are always complaining about how hot it is but like i said growing up that's all i knew that's all that's all it was especially in clover in the old gym when it got hot and, and the boys ran out and the people in the stand started beating on the old metal bleachers and mm-hmm. and it got loud and 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 that's how you got going and so I always look forward to coming to, especially like I said, to Fort Mill to play because it, it reminds you of those good old times and that that's that's what you need. Yeah. And so that's why I said I going to Charleston that that feels like home as well. Hey, mm-hmm. it's nice and packed and you you don't have a choice but to enjoy the game and that's the way it should be. Oh yeah, they'll they'll be your players will love that. Yes. they'll take a lot from that and 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 I look forward to hearing the stories on that trip back for sure. But. Um, <laughs> Yeah, I could tell you some stories about things that have gone on in, in, <laughs> in this town during basketball. And um, there have been some knockdown dragouts. Yeah. Uh, you, you know, I remember Carson Morton missing a three at the buzzer, and that was in 2019. And that was, again, that, that championship level team for the Falcons. And um, you, you look at that and who won the region championship and how close those games were. But you think about the gems, and, and it gets really, really – what the girls don't understand, I think – or the boys, is when you're practicing in that every day, it becomes normal. Yeah. That become you're they become comfortable with the uncomfortable. Yeah. So now when they go on the road and they go into a place like a South Point, where it's a small gym, it's old, it still has the wooden bleachers that make a lot of noise. They're like, oh, this is cute. Hey, y'all gotta <laughs> watch this. Yeah. And and they're ready for it. And that's what helps Lancaster. And I think that oh, yeah. that, that kind of atmosphere. Oh, yeah is what, what has Lancaster thrived off of. So no matter where they go, it's nothing new to them. It's, it's nope. no big deal. Cause at and they their know place, their groups. Yeah. At their place, it's going to be loud, and those wooden bleachers and, and the DJ in the corner. And, and it's just going to mm-hmm. it's, it's different than what you go to you know, a lot of times. So I, I, I really do enjoy that kind of atmosphere. And like I said, Fort Mill still has it. And, and that was a huge thing that me and Coach Brown wanted to get back over at Nation Ford last year was just getting back to – the old basketball and, and yep. like I said we are slowly doing that and our kids are thriving off of it and, and it's fun to watch that's why we encourage people to get out and, and pay the money to watch these young people play yes please you, come support if you if you want to know the difference that it makes let me tell you what happened just a couple of weeks ago Fort Mill had a 10-point lead at Lancaster but this that Jordan Watford kid yeah uh, got a steal, a, a steal at half court from his point guard, dished it out, and he jammed it. That brought the crowd. And I said on the air at the time, I was like, this is a problem. Yeah. Because now the crowd's in it, and the crowd stayed in it. And that cr- you could see the difference in the speed, the emotion of the players wearing the navy blue and gold and the white jerseys of Lancaster. Yeah. They came alive because that crowd was feeding them. Yeah. If they'd have been in a neutral site and been like 20 people in the gym, that probably that game would have gone way different, I yeah. think, but I think because that's what that crowd, the state too. Yeah, I mean, you don't have that same hometown feeling right there on top of you, and 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 you don't have that natural. Okay, you hit that three, and it gets loud and crazy, and then you turn around and you get a steal and all that kind of stuff. So it, it makes a difference, and 
And like I said, we just trying to get everybody to come out and support and watch good basketball. Whether you're a basketball fan or not, you still can come out and, like you said, support the kids, number one. But, two, you're going to get a show regardless. So I just continue to tell people just come and watch. I mean, it, just look at the records of the teams. For yes. Crying out loud. Fort Mill is doing great. You, you talk about the Lady Jackets are undefeated. Y'all are 6-2. and two. Yes. Uh, You know, Catawba Ridge is building it. That's, that's a process. But the boys are 8-1. and one. Yes. Right, Nation Ford boys, they compare their record this to this year yeah. to last year and the year before. Enough said. Coach Brown yes. knows what he's doing. He does. And then you talk about the Fort Mill boys, five and three, but could very easily be yeah. seven and one. Easily. And, and so you see, and again, that's a new coach. Yeah. Right, because I, I understand. Yeah, their their systems are similar, but Coach Myron Lowry just won his three hundred fiftieth game a couple weeks ago. He's been around the block. Yeah. Uh, in Charlotte. So it takes a minute, and you can see the Yellow Jackets. That first few games, it's kind of like, you know, they're thinking where they got to be. Now it's like he'll he'll go motion, and everybody yeah. just now yeah. they, they just go right. And, where and he to. got Logan at the helm. So when you have somebody like Logan, that kid's just a yeah, junior. He's a junior, but his IQ is through the roof. And I've watched Logan now for forever. He um, actually played AAU with me during the summer, and I got to coach him, but. When you have him at the helms and as a newcomer, that's always easy. And once, like I said, once they figure it out, good gracious, they're going to be another one to watch out for. And right now, Fort Mill basketball is just growing, and, and it's exciting. As a town, um, it, it it speaks for itself, and I, I truly am excited for everybody, Catawba Ridge, Fort Mill, us. Now, again, when we play each other, obviously, we want to oh, sure. have the yeah. upper hand. But Fort Mill as a whole, I, we really can start competing with anybody in the state, and that says a lot. To, to all the programs, and the, I'm continuing excited to be excited to watch them. The, the the interesting part is you watch the Jackets defensively. It's not a whole lot different than you saw under a Bailey Jackson oh, no. and Coach Hartso. No. It's still this extended 3-2 zone or 2-3, however you want to phrase it. A 52 is the lingo a lot of coaches will use, but it's extended. It is. And, and you'll see other teams try to play that way. But when you have a Logan Parker, you have a Nosberry who can knock down a three. You have a Keyshawn Anderson and a yes. Ryan Eichert that can knock down a three. Yes. Now, all of a sudden, okay, now pick your poison. Now, at center is a guy named Christian McCain. Yeah. He's basically a linebacker playing basketball. He has that mentality. <laughs> I love Christian. Yes. He's – I yes. call him the silent assassin. Yeah. Because he can walk in the gym. He ain't going to say a whole lot. But he's going to play with emotion. He's going to play hard. He's going to dig in his heels. And he don't care if you're six, eight, ten inches taller than him. He's going to throw his weight yeah. around and, and beat people up. Yeah. And then you got Daryl Carrington, who's doing what I call the dirty work. Yeah. You know, it doesn't show up in the stats. But he is always double screens, doing something, something to help somebody out. And and like I said, that that they're going to be phenomenal. I'm not worried about you know any Fort Mill team right now because even over at Catawba, it's their girls. They they're going to figure it out. Yeah. It's just a matter of time when they click. And when they click. They, well, they, somebody in their region is going to be they, in trouble. They were down by 20 to Fort Mill in the third quarter. Yes. And the final score was only 10. Yeah. And they actually they, cut it to eight at yeah. one point. When they, they didn't when they quit. Click, no. And, and between Morgan and, and the guards and, and, and everybody else, man, when it clicks, it's going to be mm-hmm. dangerous. And and then, like I said, the Catawba Ridge boys kind of fits the Bailey and, and Hartso mold because they, yep. they're, they're going to extend their defense and they're going to make you throw over Lance and – when you throw over Lance, if you ain't careful, and he get one steal and dunk it, oh, you you into a ball game. It, it, to what I compare, 
Coach Childers, and I'm a huge Coach Childers oh, fan. Yes. Brett Childers, I love him. Yes. Um, you know, he was the girls' coach here, and now the boys' coach at Catawba Ridge. And um, he's that Midwestern guy, you yeah. know, that Indiana style of basketball. Yeah. But their offense is so patient. The, the, the is. closest analogy I can give you is in football, the Wake Forest slow mesh. Yes. Where defensively you have to be patient. Yeah. But aggressive. Yes. And if you fall asleep for a half a second. They'll kill you every time. And, and, and as soon as you start to make a run on them, he'll stand up and he'll go X or scissors or 21. And there's some double screen. Next thing you know, Lance Barnes has a wide open layup from the right yep. side. He's got something up his sleeve. He does. At any moment in time. And he has no problems calling a timeout. And next thing you know, it's 94 feet of you know yeah. what. And, and and that's, like I said, they every team right now is, is really good in Fort Mill. And that's. That speaks again to the to this town and 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 the talent again. So that's why I would continue to say the grass ain't always green on the other side. Because Fort Mill, regardless of which school you pick, it, it, it you have a great chance of of going somewhere. And and the guys for for Catawba Ridge, Landon Foley, yeah, uh, Lance Barnes. We talked about him, um, but there are other players that that Zion are pretty good. Hager. Zion Hager is yes. the one. Zion is the guy that jumps off the page. Yeah. And you try to take him away, okay, that's all cool and, and fine. But then you've got Stephen Murray, who's the big yeah. fella in the middle. Then you Q deal Webb with that. is showing up now, and he's getting involved. And, and that, once he figures out the offense between Q, Lance, and Zion, that, that them three guards itself will take care of everything else. And like I said, they, they're impressive. Well, the, the thing that I take away from them is – if you miss a shot, more than likely it's one and done. Yes. Because they're going to clean up the glass yes. like they're mopping a floor. Yes, they uh, they, they, do they a crash heck of a it job hard. Of the boards. Um, and 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 so Fort Mill ended the losing streak against Catawba. It was seven straight. Oh. Catawba Ridge had won seven straight over the Jackets until was it last week? Okay. Uh, Friday, two Fridays ago, or whenever it was. Uh, really, truly, at the end of the game, Fort Mill hit free throws, made shots. Catawba Ridge went cold at the wrong time. Boom. And that's basketball. Yeah. That's basketball, and, and and Brett, I think Brett did almost everything he possibly could without actually suiting up and going out there. Like, he tried. He was calling different offenses, different defenses. He was doing everything he could to put his kids in the best possible yeah. position to come back and win that game, and Catawba Ridge almost did. It was a double-digit lead for four mil at one point, but Catawba Ridge, again, right there at the end. Yeah. So, again, they're not going to give up and quit. They're not going to roll over and play dead, which is why I'm interested to see – when they play Lancaster, which one of those cats will be in the upper state? Yeah, and I think it will be between those two. They, and and they, the shame would be as if the league puts them in the same bracket. Yeah, yeah, that would that that would be. And a we've shame. seen that. We have seen that, and we're hoping not to. We're hoping not. But but I really do. I think again, especially in our gauntlet with us in Fort Mill, like we we both are very talented, and it's only a matter of time. Like I said before. One of us make it the upper state and, and go ahead and bring the state back this way. And then, like I said, for the boys, it's only a matter of time between, you know, Catawba Ridge, obviously, we hope they oh, make yeah. a run this year. And But with our boys and, and that group and Fort Mills boys, we both could make a lot of noise in the playoffs. It's it, just – that The thing about it, it, you know guys like a Jackson Burnham are going to get signed. You yeah. know guys like a Landon Foley. Like a, Lance Barnes is only a sophomore for Right. Us. You don't think that when you see him play. Right. So he hasn't been offered yet because they can't talk to him, right. you know. But you look at players before. You brought up a Logan Parker. You bring, talk about a Christian McCain. Yeah. They're going to get looks. Yes. And they're going to get offers. That's just the way it goes. Yes. Um, you know, you can brag on Fort Mill a little bit. You look at Kyle Nebs. He ended up 
at Wheaton. Yeah. Uh, Gabe Tuper last year, he won. He's on playing college basketball. Again, if you can play, they'll find. They you. will find you. Yes. And right now, like I said, Fort Mill's hot. So let them find you. Don't leave. Regardless of whether you're at Nation Ford or Fort Mill High or Catawba, right. don't leave because they will find you. But, folks, get out there and support yes, these young please people. Come Fill support. these gyms up. Yes. Make it nice and hot the way Coach Bennett yes, wants it to be. please. And bring out that victory <laughs> there at the end. Please. So, uh, but, uh, but I think that will wrap it up for us this week, I, I believe. I think that's really I'll, the I'll just thing run down on. a couple more scores yeah, real sure. fast. Um, so they lost 76-67 on Tuesday night, then went to Indian Land, lost a heartbreaker 69-67. A 10-0 run in the second quarter to tie the game. 67-67 with 30 seconds left, but Indian Land's Mike Jones with 11 seconds left hit a floater. Uh, Jackson Burnham, uh, very ordinary game, uh, 36 for game high. Man, he needs to start doing his own, uh, yeah. his own weight. <laughs> then unfortunately, 36. Yeah. <laughs> unfortunately, Friday together. night they, they ran into a buzzsaw at CR, lost 84-51 to drop their record to 4-4. Four and four. Uh, Ben Chuddy with 14 and uh, that Burnham guy again with 13. And, Mama, and, there's that man again. <laughs> yep, there's that man again. And he um, he raised his average to a, a paltry 26.4 points per game this season mm. i felt kind of bad for him you know having to <laughs> having such a, a low scoring total there oh um, i remember when the news broke he transferred back to nafo and it was like <laughs> oh man for real well and coach like, brown because you just know it's 25 and 5 on the just forehead right in the book it's done well and coach brown and i talked before the season and he talked i asked him what it was going to be like not having jj back you know you're losing nearly 18 points a game he says, "Ah, yeah, with our transfers, I think we'll be all right." And sure oh, enough, Burnham has oh yeah has more than covered that. Then we'll go to the varsity girls uh, again. Six-game winning streak. Uh, I, you know, I don't want to jinx it, but I anticipate number seven against Lancaster uh, this week uh, before they head down to Charleston. The boys, by the way, they play West Charlotte on Wednesday night. I believe that'll be a tough game, but it'll be at the Nest. So hopefully, uh, everybody can come out and see. I mean, you want to talk about one of the state powers in North Carolina. Uh, the West Charlotte Lions are definitely that. The girls' team, uh, 55-35 over Lancaster. Jalen Bennett with 15 and Mariah Hurd with 14. Then Indian Land on uh, Wednesday night, uh, they, they struggled a little bit, uh, winning by 30, uh, <laughs> which was fantastic. Uh, and on Friday, just went over and took care of business in uh, over at the pit and 150-31. Audrey Barney with 18, Jalen Bennett with 15, and – you know, each night that this varsity girls team gets on the floor, I get excited about it because it's just I've seen them live. I, I've, I've enjoyed watching them live, even though I was the, the jinx in the building by them <laughs> losing. But, um, but yeah, it's been great watching Coach Bennett's team uh, grow, and especially when you got all these young guys, young gals, I'm sorry, uh, that – I mean, just the future looks so bright for all of them. It is very bright. I, now, I continue to tell people, regardless, again, of which school, Fort Mill, Catawba Ridge, or um, or us, the, the younger half of, of this group can play. Uh, the middle schools have really done a, a great job. Uh, those coaches deserve credit as well, but they really have done a great job in preparing those girls coming from – all over and and being able to be ready to step in at any point in time and so 
like last year, as I said, with Fort Mill, those girls are ready to step right in and play varsity minutes, and and, and they got us twice. And, and then over at Catawba Ridge, uh, those girls are stepping in. And like I said, once it clicked for them, they'll be on back to normal. And, and as far as we go, we just going to continue trucking along. But I got to give everybody credit, and especially our girls. Um, they work hard, and, and they're ready for – whatever is in front of us and we're going to continue to take it one at a time and and continue to work hard and see what we got and exciting times just even for the boys and the girls yes. because despite the, the you know having uh three losses on the bounce right now that's a solid team it is and i've i've even talked with mac and john about how just seeing uh, jackson burnham uh, how complete of a player he is. It's, he's probably one of the more complete players that the school has ever seen. And yes. so we've seen a lot of talent come through uh, A.O. Jones Boulevard, but just seeing Jackson Burnham and what he's done for this team so far has been been outstanding to say just the least. Uh, I want to go back uh, to something yeah, I real, talked about Real last quick, week. he gets the headlines, but I think it would be a disservice to a Caden Giles and, yes. and a Chuddy. Of course, of course. Um, because you can try to take Burnham away. But there's other weapons, and that's why yes. Coach Brown has that sly smile on his face. That Don't play is. poker with that guy. Yeah, he, I mean, he, he he knows. He knows. He really he knows. does. And and right now, Ben Chuddy has been in a shooting streak, but Coach Brown has just done a hell of a job, and just you know making sure he knows he still can and can shoot it, mm-hmm. and and can still play, and and reassuring those guys. And like I said, Lancaster. Uh, they're in the top ten in, in their division. Obviously, Catawba Ridge is the same. So the losses are coming against people who are, you know, ranked in the state. They're not, good. They're, they're real good. So it's not as though iron sharpens yeah. iron. Yeah. And so it's just only a matter of time, like I said, before it clicks for us. And and once that happens, somebody's going to be in trouble. We just have played juggernauts who, rightfully so, and they've been together for a while. They know what to do. But once our boy figured out, good gracious. Yeah, and they've and then they they are loaded with talent. You can just see them on the floor. They work well together, and so I, I I anticipate that just this three game losing streak. I mean, you 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 run into some buzz saws yes. there, and it's just kind of you know there's not a whole lot you can do about that. Yeah. You, you got to hope that the shots are falling late in the game, but they've uh, you know like you said, you know Caden yeah. and 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 Ben Chuddy and and all the other guys that are on that team. They're all contributing a lot. And, and my dad used to always say, he says, uh, we, we used to, I played in Charlotte, and um, we had some guys where they would score 25, 26 points a game. And my dad would always say, hey, let them score their points. They're going to score their points, but if you shut down those other four, then you're in good shape. Yeah, and and the thing about it is I, on the air, some people kind of give, give me, they'll give me feedback almost every game, but which is why I love doing it because I love that that interchange. But there were some people that got on to me because they're like, well, wait a minute, they've hit back-to-back threes, and you've said both times, let them have it? Yeah, let them have it. Because yeah. here's the, the, the raw facts of it. They're only going to shoot about 30%. So they've already got two of the three they're going to make, which means they're going to miss about seven. Yeah. So if they're going to take a 20-foot jump shot, knock yourself out. Yep. Low what percentage you don't, shot. What you don't want is those uncontested layups, those little 12-footers, they they stop off the pick and roll at the at the elbow and jack a, a jumper and it's a fifteen footer and it's nothing but that those are the ones that drive coaches bananas absolutely because insane. you can defend your way through that but if they want to take a three pointer in the NBA hey, let me show you the door sir <laughs> go ahead knock go ahead out. knock yourself out I mean it, it but it's so right if you take away you have to pick your poison and take away something but you're gonna 
give up something in order to do that. But I always go back to my first conversation ever with Coach Brown. I remember asking him, why, why Nation Ford? Why the town of Fort Mill? Why 5A? And his he looked me right in the eye and he said, well, I've had success at these lower levels and I wanted to see if I was good enough to be at the the 5A level. And he is. I, I think that's yeah. pretty much it. been answered. Yes, he, he, he makes me better. And I tell the kids all the time, uh, there's nights where we should be home and, and it's 11 o'clock and he over here questioning me about the next game and what we can do and how we can do it and what we're going to do better. And, and then he, he, he stays up late and, and he's a hell of a coach. I, oh, yeah. I, I tell him that all the time. I don't know if, if I've ever seen two people like me and him who work together so well. I'll go in his practice and he'll let me coach the boys some and he'll come to mind and I'll let him get on the girls. And we, we really been able to work that pretty good to where our kids now expect to see us. And if they yeah. don't, they kind of question it. Yeah. Where'd he go? <laughs> hey, where'd, where'd he, he go? go? <laughs> or, what's, or is he mad at us or whatever? But he, he is a heck of a coach. And, and even sometimes during the game, after I talk to my assistants or whatever, and we'll get a game plan, he'll come and he'll whisper something in my ear. I'm like, hey, okay, you own something. Or during his game, he'll look at me and I'll be like, okay, now you got to do something else. But he is he is one heck of a coach. And, and I hats off to Mr. Chandler and and, and at the time Shaq and, and, and making that hire because he is one hell of a coach. And, and I I enjoy watching boys basketball and, and I'm probably – the biggest fan there is more so than a coach during the game. I, I act just as bad as the kids because <laughs> it's just so fun to watch rather than, you know, coaching it. I enjoy watching them and he just makes it fun. Well, so, to, to me, what it says, sorry, Keith, oh, yes. to me, what it says is despite the success, despite the resume, there's still a lot of humility yes. and there's still a lot of, I'm a student of the game. How do I get better? Yes. Okay. I'm, you're going to bounce off each other. Always trying to learn to me. I call that the Nick Saban effect. Right, because think about you know Chris Childers and Rick yeah. Neuheisel will call it the the happy ending halfway house when yeah. coaches get fired and they go to <laughs> Alabama and they rebuild their career. But that's the thing, though, as much as success as you have, you're always wanting to know what other people think, what yeah. how they do things. Try to take what you can and incorporate it. To me, that shows again a lot of humility and a lot of hard work um, because you you have coaches you'll run across them. They ain't that way. No. No, they, they ain't that way. No. They and don't want you in their practice. They don't want you around their team. Yeah. Like, but but that to me shows togetherness and, and oh, yeah. your sweatshirt t- says it all. It takes a nation. And as a matter of fact, he designed this sweatshirt, and and we're selling it. And and that was our philosophy over summer. It does take a nation, and so we really have worked on that. And so it's nothing for me to include our assistant principal, Miss McShean, to come in and and work with our girls or or Coach Brown to work with our girls or Coach Hopkins or whomever because they also have to hear another voice. If you – the only voice they hear, sometimes, you know, they continue out or whatever. But it's always good when you can put other people in there and they listen and they can learn and and understand our philosophy. Like I said, he's done a a hell of a job, not with just us, but the boys. And and he came up with that slogan, and I – said okay let's run with it and it really does take a nation to to do what we're doing and so i've been proud and and he's proud and, and we just got to continue to work so we can get there and and establish and then see where our kids go from there and that's part of the reason that we that i named the our radio network the one nation sports radio network yes. because we are one nation yes. and, and it does take a it, t- it takes a nation for sure uh and and talking you know being a baseball coach you know i talk with coach stack regularly 
Um, he sings y'all's praises all the time. He we loves love you him. guys. Yeah. I mean, he, good gracious. We, we see him as much as anybody because he's there in the morning when we get there yeah. and, and it's leaving late. As a matter of fact, there's been times during the off season where we had to use his baseball field and we asked and, and he, yeah, coach, go ahead. And so we just have all worked together. And I mean, we have morning practices and I let him go in the back gym and, and do whatever, but it really truly does take a nation over there. And, and we really want to incorporate that not only just at school, but in the community because it does take part of Fort Mill and part of Catawba and, and the rest of it. And, and we know that we can't just think it's all about us. And, and so we, we understand that. And so it's special, like I said, just to be here with you guys, that was huge for me. I, I talked about it all week to my mom, to my son, and, and to my team. I, I was so excited just to get here and, and hang out with you guys because it is special. And so well, we like are I glad said, to have had you here. For sure. I, I, I'm, I'm blessed. And like I said, it, it really does take a nation. And I include y'all part of family. And, and I wouldn't, like I said, I continue to say I wouldn't have any other way. I, I really enjoy it. And so we're going to continue to truck along with It Takes a Nation. Yep. You have. To me, if you look around this town, what you have is three different schools that have their own, uh, I don't want to use the word cult, but it kind of is in a way, yeah. right? So you have the One Nation, you have the Be The Why, and you have the We Are Fort Mill. Those are not just hashtags and fancy slogans and stuff like that. There's meaning behind it. Yes. There's a ton of meaning behind it. And it's a, a togetherness as an athletic department. It's a togetherness as a school. It's school spirit. But at the same time, you'll see uh, a Catawba Ridge uh, young lady date a Fort Mill yes. gent or, or a Nation Ford fella date a Fort. You see that. Um, but while those games are going on, oh, yeah. oh no, that, that's, that's <laughs> yeah, hellfire that's the, and brimstone. Yes. But when it's yes. over, you know, everybody goes back to their respective corners. And, and yeah, there's some, you know, you get some good-natured ribbon yes. and stuff like that. That comes with the territory. But they'll right? end up at Chipotle all together oh, anyway, yeah. getting a burrito. Yeah, and, yeah. and, it, and yeah. it's all over. And then there'll be some smack talking. They'll be like, yeah, on that three, I got you. <laughs> like the jalapenos on your plate. There'll be little yeah. things like that, you know. But that's what makes it fun. And, right. and, and I think and Coach Stack, actually, when I met him the first time before that JV game, that was part of our conversation, really, was he was taken aback by that because where he came from, you know, over – Union County, I think of Sun Valley, I believe, yeah. and had success there. Um, they don't do that. They don't like each other. They down don't there. do that. Nope. They don't go to Chipotle together. Nope. Uh, you know, they, they, there's no like talking or hanging out. <laughs> it's just pure and out venom. Um, and it took him a minute to realize, yeah, we're we're going to beat the snot out of each other, but we're going to do it and and we're going to do it the right way. Yeah. Now he likes it. Yeah. And, he and, likes and that's that. the key is doing it the right way. Yeah. I mean, like you said, we when it's time to play games, I know we aren't we aren't friends. But yeah. afterwards, and like I'll said, share I'll share this on the air. I'll let the cat out of the bag. There was a, a an opponent recently for Fort Mill, and there was this uh, kind of air with them that that we I I didn't really feel like we were welcomed, and so I actually went to the athletic director and I just thanked him. Hey, thanks for letting me broadcast. I always do that because they don't have to. Yeah. Right by by state rules, they can charge a fee or they can shut it down yeah um so I, I just, and i said by the way it, what gives and basically his response was is we know if, if it's a school from the town of fort mill they're going to come in here and they're going to be really good but the problem is is when the game's over they're going to shake everybody's hand and go good game good game <laughs> good game so it's kind of like you just beat the crap out of us 
but then y'all are like, see y'all next year, like in a friendly way, and it just drives people bananas. <laughs> it's like Mayberry. They're they're not they're used to uh, people sticking their chest out and this that and the other, and you'll see that from time to time. But you'll see the coaches in this town reel that crap in. Oh real yeah, fast. you got to because you got to lose as humbly as you win. You can't yeah. be too big and too bragging and too boastful. And I and I like I said, I make sure our kids know that because I've been on that. <laughs> On that side where we got beat sixty to one, that's tough. But you got to wear it because yeah. you got beat, mm-hmm. and, and it's part of you who you are. But I've also been on the other side where you beat somebody that bad. But like I told you before, you don't want to get too high and too low. You just stay in the middle, and so it, it's okay. And but like you said, people don't like that when you you know see an next week. They they don't. They almost like, feel like you're being arrogant yeah. about and, and it, and, right? it. And it's not that at all. No. I, I truly. You know, like I, I usually when I go through the line, I always have something to say to each player because I truly, I watch them and I want to help them as well, regardless of whether they play against us or not. Even after the end of the game on Catawba, I, I stopped and, and talked to Morgan and told her how proud I was. She just yeah. got into South Carolina. That's yeah. huge for her. Oh, yeah. Despite, you know, we playing against each other, she found out right before the game that she got in. That's huge. I didn't know and, that. Yeah. That's awesome. And so right after the game, I made sure I tell her how proud I am and how much I love her and, and keep working. And even though y'all weren't winning right this second, you keep being the leader you are and watch what will happen. Same thing when we went to Northwestern. I, I oh, Dawn Staley two. just got a gem. <laughs> yeah. That, yeah. Yeah. Another gem. Like she needed another one. <laughs> right. So yeah. I got a hole in the head. Northwestern, I went there and I talked to their two guards afterwards and so I, I I even though you know you may win or whatever you you still are dealing with kids so all that other stuff I ignore that you, that's adult stuff I'm not in the business for that I'm I'm no. here to help these kids and what's going to make a difference in these kids life yep. so regardless of whether we beat them by 20 or one or lose by 20 I, I always look to help or whatever but like you said every coach don't want to do that and everybody no. don't want to be a part of that but it's okay and I'm going to continue to be who I was born to be and who my dad taught me to be and, and we're gonna make it right yeah and and that you see that coach bennett philosophy you're gonna sit here and tell me that a coach hartso or a coach jackson didn't take something from coach <laughs> oh, yes. bennett come on yeah, please. Right. yes yeah. they did and, and and what you do is you lean on those legends to yes. find out things and you listen that's yes. the key you got to listen and, and to me that's the key with these kids today they get enough people telling them what they can and can't do. Yes. What they really need is somebody to sit down and listen to what yes. they're saying. And when you listen, you learn more. Yes. And, mm-hmm. and regardless of whether it's, you know, basketball or outside basketball, there's more kids who talk to me and Coach Brown that's outside of basketball and sports than the people who do in sports. But that's just, again, by being that listening ear and understanding that they, too, need somebody that they can come talk to and coach them through whatever. It may not be – you know, basketball related, but if you need something in life, I got to coach you through life too. Because like I tell my girls, it's much more than just basketball. Everybody's not going to continue to play basketball the rest of their life. That's that's not realistic. But when they leave, I want to make sure that we're raising young men and young women to be great citizens out in this world. And so we take pride in that. And we take pride in, you know, grades and all that with the grade sheets. And, mm-hmm. and they granted, you know, teachers get mad and oh that's too much no it's not too much because then the kid messes up you want us to correct hold it. accountable right so we're going to hold them accountable before we get to that step where y'all want to come find us let us go ahead and we're going to check in if you need a tutor we're going to get your tutor if you need to sit out for a while and get your grades right sit out yep. it's okay you're not going to play until you get your grades right and then we'll move forward so we we've really 
truly try to embrace all of that and, and try to bring it to, like you said, the culture earlier and trying to make sure we stay a course with Fort Mill and, and the Catawba Ridge and make sure we're all on one accord still. It It's, if you're, the way you just said that tells me that, that you're in the right spot because it's a calling. And, yes. And, and when you're a coach in it for the right reasons, it feels like a calling. Yes. And, and people ask you all the time, well, why do you do it? Because you, you get paid peanuts and it's, when you talk to that young person and you help them through something, yeah, you know, my my, my boyfriend just broke up with me. Yeah. Or, hey, I need to talk to somebody, but I, it's something I can't tell mom and dad. And there's trust built. Yeah, that trust lasts a lifetime. It does, and it bleeds through the other players, your staff, um, all around the school. And so people trust you, and they're like, "Hey, you know, Coach Brown and, and Coach Bennett, they did me a solid on this. You think these kids don't talk about that? Oh yeah." Oh, yeah. And, oh, yeah. and and I speaking of that, when when I I had my staff and I was picking my staff, you know, people were questioning it why why you pick this, but like you just said, you don't know what these kids are going through, so I may not be able to answer it, but I do have you know Jennifer Gunn who's on my staff who who may be able to answer that, or Anthony Marple who can answer that, or uh, Sydney McElhaney who can answer that, or or Gwendolyn Trot who can answer that because. Coach Bennett is only one person. I may not understand what you're going through, but I, I make sure we have a, a great collection of people around who have been through different things, who are going through different things, who who may have a different view than I, but we can also help. And, and I think that's important as well. So I got to give, like I said, my staff credit and even Coach Brown's staff credit because a lot of his don't even work at the school in general. But he did that for a reason that way people can see you know you can have this outside job but still be great at what you do you can go here and still be great versus oh well you only can do it if you work in school no that's not true that's no, not, not true it, it definitely isn't true. right we, we're going to make I sure mean, we surround you with the I'm best a, I'm of an best example of that. Yes. I don't people think I work at Fort Mojave I don't <laughs> right I'm just You're a volunteer great example you know, yep. I'm great just example. a volunteer Keith Cook is just a volunteer. Great example. But, but, but it, you talk to the ADs, and it's like, my gosh, y'all are always here because, <laughs> because of the kids. Yes. And you look so look forward to um, hearing about their day. Yes. What they're going through that moment in time and, and you know, talking to them about, well, I got a bad grade or, you know, this teacher, my English teacher was mean to me and, and said <laughs> X, right? And then we've got to remember these are kids. We're, we're yeah. grown adults, so we let that water roll off our back like a duck. We get it. They don't. And we were there at one time. So the philosophy that, that I was taught is if you can make somebody's day a little bit better, yeah, that's the goal. Yes. In some way, shape, matter, or form. And giving – I'll say this till I'm I'm dead and buried. Giving back has been so much more fruitful than, than taking ever. Oh, yes. Mm-hmm. And, Always. And these young people – when they grow older and they graduate from high school and become husbands and wives and parents and they're contributing members of society, that's the goal. Yeah. Sure, you want to win a championship. Yeah. Of course, you want that moment in time. You want that glory. That that goes without saying. But at the same time, if you're just coaching wins and losses, yeah, you, you're, you're 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 in it for the wrong yeah, reasons. You're in it for the wrong reasons, and your players are going to feel that. They're going to feel yeah. like a piece of meat, and they're going to. Leave. Leave. Well, there's nothing <laughs> or you're better. Gonna get forced and I know out. You, you, this happens to you all the time as well. Is I'll be at the food line up there on Regent Parkway, and I'll hear this, hey, Coach Cook, what you up to? Yeah. And it's just, you know, to me that just says that they feel comfortable with you. Yeah. They trust you. 
and you know and they, they genuinely en- care yeah they en- yeah they know that i care they enjoy the fact that i'm part of their lives yeah. and, and so for me that is worth way more than wins and losses and whatever you get paid By to far. be a coach or whatever so that's By just far. that's why i do it yeah and i and i tell the girls all the time uh you know forget about me i love you that family mentality i i rather do it you know for you before i do it for myself because as a matter of fact um a week and a week okay, okay a week ago i lost a week and a half ago i lost my grandma and oh, so sorry, i i was spending time at the hospital to you know going to work and going back to hospital and whatever but i got to give them credit they they really bought into forget about me i love you and they they've worked harder and i think that too has helped with our progression because they they really bought in and they know that i care so much about them that they're willing to run through a wall for me so if you continue to get that out of kids it's easy then yeah and that and, and well unfortunately we do have to wrap it up about 20 seconds <laughs> left coach kelly bennett head coach of the nation ford lady falcons uh keith appreciate all your hard work mac obviously yes. he's always around thank uh thank you all for listening into this podcast and any podcast that you listen to we really appreciate it if you want to be on the show contact us we're easy to find we glad to have you on you don't have to be a coach you can just be a parent or player or all kinds of folks come on down we'd love to talk to you and we'll be back next week for another edition of Mouthy mail but until then so long everybody